This is Mike Burek, your host for Made in Ukraine, a podcast series focusing on technology products and startups in Ukraine. Hello, uh, this is Mike Burek, and today, January 23rd, 2017, I'll be speaking with Alexander Yatlov, uh, and Maria Korolenko with Echo is Me. Uh, Alexander, I believe your title is Chief Marketing Officer? Uh, Chief Operating. Chief Operating, COO. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And Maria? Yeah, I'm a Business Development Manager. Okay, Business Development Manager. I first came across Echo is Me last year. I read that article in Forbes about the 30 under 30 young entrepreneurs in 2016. And I was very curious about how that came about. So maybe you could uh, give me some background on that. Uh, sure, Maria, maybe you'll tell about this. Uh, yeah, so in January in 2016, we got into Forbes uh, under uh, 30 under 30. Uh, it led us to the really big amount of uh, contacts and uh, partnerships, investments. So basically 2016 was a, and this article particularly was a huge start. Uh, I'm sorry, your question was about how did it start it, how we got to that list, or how, what was the result of that? Yes, you know, Maria, was it was it your effort that uh, reached Forbes, or did Forbes come looking for, for Echo with me? Uh, for, we did. We tried to reach Forbes in Ukraine. Uh, we did contacts with them in uh, June 2015. Before that, but European Forbes actually found that uh, found us uh, earlier, and uh, they wrote directly to our CEO and says like and told them like you are the person that we want to write about. It seems like you you're you, you're a good match for us. And uh, our CEO Ivan Pasichnik was really happy about it and yeah we got into by the end of the year like six months later we got uh, he got into the list oh that's great that's great now as i understand it echo is me uh is really participating in the smart home slash home automation slash home internet of things market is that correct yes yes it's correct okay and i know you're you're playing in both the the b2c and the b2b areas and so yes what I'd like to do is I'd like to talk, well, first of all, I want to back up for a second. I want to look at the broader picture on tech startups in Ukraine and specifically in Kyiv. Uh, what is the climate like? Because traditionally, uh, from what I've read, you know, it, it seems that Ukraine is known more in the West for outsourcing IT help mm-hmm. rather than startups. So how is this startup situation coming about? It seems to be more prevalent these days. What is the climate like? And was there any particular event that triggered uh, a movement in this area? Maybe, uh, Alex, you could, you could address that. Uh, so I agree with you that, uh, the, that Ukraine is basically known as an outsourcing country, and it's still like uh, outsourcing is leading in Ukraine, but at the same time, uh, because of outsourcing, many goods specialists uh, appear, and uh, these specialists uh, from, like, artists working sometime in outsourcing, they start to be boring of the boring tasks there, and they start to look for some new interesting idea, and that's how the startup ecosystem starts to grow. 
because uh, right now in Ukraine there is not so much support from the government for, for startups and there are almost no uh, business accelerators. So basically the climate uh, from the government perspective it's not uh, that one which um, push uh, the startup system forward. But at the same time there are many smart people who have ideas and uh, who start to work on these ideas. So I think it's uh, how, how, it's, how it's now. Uh, some time ago, a few years ago, we had a few business accelerators here in Ukraine. There was Happy Farm, East Labs, uh, business accelerators, but uh, they closed. And right now we have a few equity-free accelerators, like uh, 1991, it's an open data accelerator. Um, so they uh, provide more like mentorship support and then uh, money and uh, access to some uh, Western market. But what I see right now from uh, Ukrainian startup ecosystem that right now many founders, they start to focus directly on the uh, on the Western markets, for example, apply to top uh, accelerators like Y Combinator, like Techstars, and start growing in the, in, in the Silicon Valley or in Western Europe. Okay, okay, very interesting. Now, tell me a little bit about how the idea for Echo is Me started. Uh, I believe the company started in 2013. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, the, actually, the idea was born in uh, in 2013, but the company started to work in 2014. So we incorporated the company in Poland in 2014. Uh, so in t basically, the idea was born on a hackathon. It was uh, a hackathon about clean tech and clean technology called Tesla Camp. And uh, in Ukraine, we have uh, two brothers, uh, which is surname is Zinchenko. So they are like um, enthusiastic about clean energy, clean tech, and they uh, often organize different interesting events about this. So it was one of these events, it was a uh, hackathon about the clean tech and green um, technologies, and it's where idea was born. Right, right. And why did you incorporate the company in uh, Poland versus in Ukraine? Uh, so it, the main reason why we incorporated in Poland was because our investor, so our first investor was uh, Deutsche Telekom and their Polish department. Uh, so they have a uh, business accelerator called Hubraum and they have two, uh, two departments, one in Berlin and another one is in, is in Krakow. And since we are from Eastern Europe, we are related to this Krakow department. So that's why we incorporate in Poland. But uh, if I make a decision now, I would prefer either UK as we are now or US because uh, it's like when a startup make uh, incorporation, it's better to incorporate in the country where it's much easier and much more widespread for investors. Right. Because Polish, uh, Polish jurisdiction is not also the best. Um, about Ukrainian jurisdiction, I don't know any startup who make Ukrainian jurisdiction, uh, frankly speaking, because um, you need to find that uh, 
legal system which uh, is strong enough and which is prohibit both interest of the founders, interest of the investors. And uh, Ukraine right now it doesn't have such conditions. So that's why almost all Ukrainian startups, maybe all Ukrainian startups, they uh, prefer to incorporate uh, uh, on some other countries. Yeah, I would imagine that the, um, the IP laws in Ukraine either are not very good or non-existent at this point, and that's probably a big concern, right? Yes, yes. So it's a big concern about the protection for the rights. Right. Now, is any development work still done in Ukraine? Uh, for sure. So basically, all our team is sitting in Ukraine. Uh, so right now, Maria is in Canada, and Ivan Pasichnik, our CEO, she is in Silicon Valley, and the rest of the team is in Kiev. So tell me a little bit about the product itself. I know that basically it's a product for home energy management. And um, it's very interesting. I know there are a number of competitors out there, but we'll leave the competition on the side for the moment. So tell me what it is, how it works. Uh, is it actually in the marketplace now? Because from what I've read, it looks like you did some initial crowdfunding um, uh, financial resourcing in order to produce the first number of units out there. So is it actually out in the market? And, um, well, tell me how the, how the product works. Uh, so Ecosystem is a home energy monitoring system. So basically it is a one sensor in your home, which is connected to the fuse box. And the sensor tracks energy usage. And based on this, we can detect all the major appliances in your home. So we can say, how much your stove or how much your fridge is consuming or how much your AC is consuming. So we show you the full statistics of energy usage. Uh, yes, we made the crowdfunding campaign. It was in 2015. And right now we started pre-orders. So from the beginning of January, it's possible to pre-order the sensor. Uh, we have made some uh, initial uh, test batches of sensors. So right now we have uh, now around 30 sensors produced. And we are preparing the next uh, batch of sensors. It will, it will be also like test batch, but it will be produced on the factory. So it will, it will be the last batch before the full-scale uh, manufacturing. Right. And when are, where are the boxes actually manufactured? Uh, so right now, a part of the manufacturing is in China and assembling is in Ukraine. But for the full-scale manufacturing, we are going to move all the uh, production, like both manufacturing and assembling, to China. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. And do you see any challenge uh, in the B two C market specifically on having this kind of a sensor in the home? Um, I know for me, it would seem a little daunting to go down to my power supply and actually start trying to hook up something to it. So is this something that a, a consumer can do or does it require an electrician? Uh, so basically, a consumer can install it. And there is a contactless clamp sensor which we put over the main wire and we plug the sensor to the power outlet. But of course, many uh, people, they have concerns about it and we suggest that if you are not sure how to do this, then invite an electrician. Because of course, it can be dangerous. 
Um, so about the B2C market, it's always challenging because B2C sales, it's marketing driven and we need to build a strong uh, marketing in the company. So it's what we are working uh, on right now. But we see the demand on the market and we see the interest from the customers. And so what is the business model there? Are you planning to sell direct to consumers or are you thinking about going through uh, say public utilities, for example. Uh, so we work in several directions. Uh, one of them is, of course, selling directly to the consumers, and we already uh, like we are we are selling to the consumer uh, right now through the website, and also we'll do this through distribution network. But at the same time, we see a big demand uh, from the businesses. So we work. Uh, we have three main verticals uh, we are working on. It's uh, utility providers. Uh, solar panel installers and uh, property management companies. So it's like three main uh, business verticals uh, on which we are working right on right now. And uh, we already have uh, many uh, trials and pilots agreed with these companies. And where are, where are your trials and pilots? Are they primarily in Western Europe at this point? Uh, so most of them, yes, it's uh, Western Europe and Middle East. Western. Ah, yes. Yeah, I saw that uh, announcement about the uh, arrangement with uh, Dubai Electric and Water, and I'm very curious yeah. about that. How did that uh, agreement come about? Uh, so we took part in the Dubai Future Accelerators. It's um, the initiative of Prime Minister of the United Arab Emirates. And uh, the main idea of this accelerator is to drive innovation uh, to the government authorities in Dubai. So we've spent uh, with Maria there around three months uh, in the negotiations with Dubai Electricity and Water Authority as well as with other companies in that region and it was very productive and this market is uh, start to be booming very soon. That's why it's one of our focus, like geographical focus. Right, so are they actually going to take uh, some of these uh, units and install them in Dubai? Yes, we have about a pilot with, uh, with them and we are going to start the pilot very soon. Okay. I'm curious about your relationship with EDF in France. I noticed that uh, Echo is Me won an award from them last year. I think it was called EDF Pulse 2016. Yep. And, mm -hmm. and how did that come about and um, what is the relationship like going forward? Are they actually going to start installing some of your units in uh, in France? Uh, yeah, so we are in a good uh, business relationship with EDF. Basically, uh, after winning EDF pools, we got a grant from them, which was 100,000 euros. And uh, from that time, we also have, well, we started uh, a proof of concept stage with them. So we provided them a sensor, they are testing it right now. And we are in the negotiation process with them about starting the pilot. Okay. Okay. And I'm curious, Maria, what is, what is the situation in North America for you in terms of doing business development? Have you been in contact with uh, public utilities here, for example, or energy management companies? And, and, you know, what is, if so, what has the response been like so far? Uh, yes, we public uh, utilities for now is a higher pr priority here in uh, Canada and United States. Uh, we did contact with uh, several of them in the uh, United States and uh, 
in Canada it's a bit different. Everything is government uh, regulated here, and uh, it's it's harder to reach them. But we we're trying, and uh, our other uh, um, part of business development here is the solar solar panels installers, both in the United States and Canada. Uh, here it's doing pr pretty good. People are interested, no matter uh, like having the fact that. We have two competitors here, uh, one in Canada, another one is in the United States. People are still, the market is so fresh, so new. There are um, lots of opportunities for uh, all of the companies are here right now. And um, yeah, it's the, uh, for uh, for our CEO, Ivan Pasichin, who is in California right now, uh, California is one of the... Um, biggest opportunities for us to get new investments and uh, reach out the uh, biggest uh, companies and uh, for for business development north america is uh, much faster mu much more dynamic uh, than europe uh, everything here uh, what we do here is everything is fast uh, and uh, we're here it's not a, it's not uh, it, we're here for like for a month already uh, both uh, our ceo and me I'm leaving, unfortunately, in one week, but um, OCO will stay in longer in California. Uh, but it's it's highly productive. We've been here in January. We were in consumer electronic show. It's the biggest electronic show, consumer electronic show in the world. Right. It, yes, it, I'm aware of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's in uh, Las Vegas, and uh, we had a booth there. It's the first time we actually present there. Last year we won this show, but this this time we actually went there. And uh, present against me, and uh, uh, it's amazing how many contacts you can get within even one day. We've been right. there four days. It was highly intense, really high-paced. Uh, like it's a race, basically, with uh, with everyone. And uh, we we were in the startup uh, startup area. There was like more established companies. We were in the startup area, and this is when the all the action happens. Actually, all the all of those investments, investors, companies partnerships all the people who are there they're they're in the in the startup area and uh, it's great it's they're just it's amazing after europe which is a bit calm a bit uh, spread out uh, las vegas and consumer training show was really intense now who sponsored Racer. this startup area was the startup area just for ukrainian companies uh, so the the CES is huge, uh, but the geography is huge. The pavilions there are enormous, and uh, there is a area called Erica Park, uh, which is actually all the startups are there, like all the startups from around the world. And uh, there you can actually order a line, an aisle, and it can be funded by specific companies. Uh, we went by, uh, we were funded by Ukrainian. Uh, UFC, a Ukrainian uh, venture Wait, capital, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. venture capital uh, association. Uh, they founded us and um, seven more startups, and uh, all all of us we went there and represent Ukraine, not the uh, other countries. We represent. We were as Ukrainians. We went there as Ukrainian startup, and uh, we're there to represent the country. But basically. And our companies as well. It was great. Uh, it was the first time when Ukraine uh, funded, uh, when Ukrainian organization funded such event. Uh, it went really great for, and as I know, it went really great for all the companies who were there. Uh, after CES, uh, the companies, all the companies went to Silicon Valley, 
and there were uh, several meetings uh, for uh, potential investments and everything. So uh, seeing how Ukrainian organization helps uh, Ukrainian startups right now is really useful. We, we hope uh, it won't stop, it will uh, continue next years and uh, more companies will join in this uh, in such events, more companies to inv- uh, who will be in who can fund uh, uh, new businesses in Ukraine and who can also a new business new businesses in Ukraine will also join us. So let's hope we will grow in the bigger community. Right now it's only eight companies, but right. Well, it's a start. Well, what I'd like to do yeah. now is I'd like to shift gears a little bit and get back to the product and talk specifically about the price point of the product. And I know you have a two-tier pricing. One for regular homes and then one for uh, solar energy management. Mm-hmm. But yep. my question is, you know, I see in all of your literature, you talk about saving possibly 15% on your energy bill. Um, and I think your price point, I guess, is between uh, 300 and $400. Is that correct? It's uh, two hundred dollars uh, right now. It's a pre-order price for a regular one, and three hundred for a solar one. Okay. Yeah, and in, in the retail, it will be one hundred dollars more for each. Okay, and the uh, the solar energy one is how much? Uh, so in pre-order, it's three hundred dollars. Okay, and then regular price is going to be four hundred. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, do you think there's a compelling enough story there for a 15% savings to, to get a consumer to pay $300 to install this box? Uh, so it's not only about the saving. Basically, right now, uh, a lot of people, they're wearing different uh, bracelets like Fitbit or something else. Right. It's all just to tracking your health. Yeah. Same thing with uh, financial. You use different accounting tools to see how you spend money. But for electricity, the measuring, it uh, stands from the beginning of 20th century. So you don't know anything how you spend and to be provided next generation of this we provide you the exact understanding how you spend your electricity in your home so it's a lot of insights not only in the from the financial standpoint but also from your living behavioral from the comfort of living from different smart uh, smart and connected home so that's why it's like a bigger concept it's more like living style than just saving money right so it sounds like it's a little bit of missionary work as we would say to try to have people take a bigger view on this yes so it's, <laughs> it's correct yeah um i'd like to talk uh briefly about your competition so who would you consider your top two competitors out there right now and how do you differentiate yourselves from them? So right now we have a few competitors. It's basically the U.S. company called Sense, it's a Canadian company Neurio, and a Belgium company called SmartPeam. So all these companies they are making device segregation, and so we have a different approach. To what uh, to, to this to device detection, so we use uh, both uh, training, so we provide the customer an opportunity to train the system, and we use also our internal algorithms to make device detection. So that's why uh, we can achieve the better reliability. And in the system like we do, the reliability is one of the key things because if the system doesn't make what uh, 
the company said that people will not use it. And our one of our main goals is to make this very reliable and very easy to use and engaging. So when people like to, to engage with the system and see the real results. And do you have a, a customer support or a tech support operation? If someone buys the product, again, looking at the B2C market, uh, can the consumer actually call an 800 number in the U.S., for example, if they're having difficulty with the product? Uh, so we haven't implemented yet a phone support, but we have a live chat on our website. And uh, of course, when we start uh, shipping the product, we'll uh, implement the full-scale support with the phone number and so on. Because right now it's more on the pre-order stage. Right, when right. People can pre-order, but they uh, still didn't get it. But as soon as we start shipping it in early summer, then we'll extend it. Okay. So finally, I'd like to wrap up. I don't want to keep you folks too long this morning, but what would you say are the major challenges out there to getting your product accepted in the market? And secondly, how long do you think it will be before you have significant market share in this area? Uh, so we believe that the market is already there and it's uh, started to grow very quickly and a lot of researchers uh, shows it that it's, it's already there and uh, and we, we believe that it will grow very quickly and because it's, if you see also on the smart meter area there are new and new generation appears and we have good contacts with some of the utility companies which say that in the coming years it will be very booming and about uh, the challenges the main challenge for us is to start the full-scale manufacturing so we know how to do this but uh, there are a lot of challenges coming up and we go this way so it's one of the main challenges for this 2017 is to start this mass production and then to start uh, scaling the product because we already agreed about many pilots and uh, one of our goals is to make this pilot successfully and to get the contracts from the big energy companies, the property management companies, solar installers, and it will allow us to grow very quickly. Well, that's great. It sounds like a very exciting marketplace and a product. And I want to thank both you, Alex, and Maria uh, for speaking with me today. And I wish you the best of luck and success. This is Mike Burek, your host for Made in Ukraine a podcast series that focuses on technology, products, and startups in Ukraine. I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast, and thanks for listening.